Welcome to the Thrive Retirement Planning Podcast, where we help you design a retirement and life you love. I'm your host and retirement planning specialist, Carl Wollston. I'm the founder of the Thrive Retirement Planning Show, and this podcast was created to address, integrate, and simplify eight critical components that I believe every successful retirement plan needs to include. And often, we see retirees and financial professionals only address one or two of these components, maybe three, but it takes all eight working together in alignment, in my opinion, to truly have a successful and thriving retirement. So the goal of the show is to reduce your anxiety about retirement, get answers on social security, and design a plan to replace your income. We want to help you take steps to protect and grow your investments and ethically reduce your retirement taxes. Thank you for being here today. Once again, if you're coming back for a second show, a third show, a fourth show, uh, just thanks for being here. If you're here for the first time, welcome our stats on listenership is just going through the the roof and we'd like to thank you for uh, continuing to tune in and get educated about your retirement so you make better decisions. That's the goal of the show is to educate, educate, educate so you with your current advisor or if you're looking for a new advisor or if you're doing it yourself or whatever your status, however you're going to go about your retirement planning, that you make better decisions because of what you're learning here. Today we have a great show for you planned We're going to talk about specifically navigating Social Security spousal benefits. Many married couples find navigating Social Security daunting, especially as it relates to understanding how the Social Security spousal benefits work. And not only can you make Social Security claiming mistakes, but your decisions can potentially cost you large amounts of retirement income. When we put plans together and run analysis uh, for clients through specific software we use, some of these decisions can have impacts of over $100,000 in retirement. Of course, every situation is different, but these are big decisions. And today, we're going to tackle how the spousal benefit works how you can potentially maximize that benefit, and even discuss end-of-life survivor scenarios. We're going to even touch on benefits for divor- if you're a divorced spouse and how that works. You know, just a few weeks ago, I taught a Social Security, about a month ago, taught a Social Security class in person, was uh, talking to somebody afterwards about they had a friend and the friend was in this situation And just the things we brought up, I brought up three or four really pivotal questions that they hadn't thought about and could have uh, huge ramifications for their overall quality of life and retirement as it relates to Social Security. So let's talk about just the basics of Social Security to frame out and create a larger picture before we dig into specifically our show today. There's three types three distinct types of Social Security benefits. First is the retired worker benefit. This is the benefit that's claimed off your your own work record. And I covered this topic in one of our most popular, I think it is the most popular show we've done so far, Should You Take Social Security 62? There's a link to it in the show notes. You can also get it uh, in your podcast, however you're listening to this. You can also get it to it at uh, Thrive RP, like Thrive Retirement Planning, thriverp.com, and go there to the podcast link. The second type of social security benefit is the spousal benefit. That's the topic we're covering today. This is the benefit that becomes active once 
a primary worker benefit is activated. We'll get into a little bit more talking about that. So not everyone will be eligible to receive this benefit. For example, if your own working record is too high. So if you're married and there's a higher worker's benefit and your benefit um, and you're the spouse and you are, you earn less income, if you earn above a certain amount, you, you won't be able to qualify for the spousal benefit. But we're going to get into that today. Also, the the other, uh, at a high level, distinct Social Security benefit is the widow or survivor benefit. This is the benefit that provides a surviving spouse uh, with a benefit after the primary worker's death. And survivor benefit is a lot bigger than the to- than the topic we're talking about today because we're talking about spousal benefits. But we are going to talk briefly about that today just to put it on your radar on how it works, things to be thinking about. Now, this podcast today, the podcast I did previously on Social Security, should you take it at 62, they're, they're great information, but they don't go near as in-depth as my our, our live events or our on-demand uh, Social Security class. And you can... Just go watch that. It's totally free, and we do that just to for you to get valuable information. You can go there uh, just to thriverp.com forward slash ss. That's thriverp.com forward slash ss. There's also a link uh, to uh, to it here in the notes. So let's uh, let's get into the show. So how does Social Security work for spouses? Well, a spousal benefit can add additional Social Security income to a household during the retirement years. It was created in a time when many women stayed home to raise children, and it can be accessed even if a spouse never worked outside the home, and of course, the other spouse would have to qualify. Uh, But to qualify for the spousal benefit, there's a few hoops, as any, any government program is, and there's some rules to follow and to understand in order to see if you qualify. So the first is you must be married at least a year to claim the spousal benefit. Uh, The second is the primary worker must have filed. So this is the person who had the higher income, who has the higher Social Security benefit just based on their own working record. So if you take uh, your working record and your spouse's working record and you take the higher higher one, that higher one is what I'm talking about is the primary worker. And they're just the primary worker because they have the highest Social Security benefit benefit. Okay, but in order to claim that claim a spousal benefit, the primary worker must have filed their benefit. There is this is much like a dam, if you think of a dam that lets water out of a reservoir. If the dam doesn't let out water, there isn't water in the river uh, down below. So the farmers can't use it to uh, to do their farming, to water, irrigation, all that. It's the same with Social Security spousal benefits. When the primary worker files his or her benefit, the dam then releases water and the lower earning spouse can then access spousal benefits once they meet other criteria. So the next bullet point uh, that I want to emphasize in in qualifying and some of the, the pieces that have to be in place in order to get a spousal benefit is in most cases to qualify for the spousal benefit, your own benefit that's based on your own working record. Okay, like I said before, you're you have the higher earner, and um, the the primary worker Social Security benefit is the higher one, and then you have the spousal one. And what you be, then do is your own benefit. If you're that if you want to qualify the spousal benefit, 
can't be greater than half of the primary worker's PIA. Now let's talk quickly about what PIA. PIA, you can see it just on your social security statement if you go to the full retirement age or the normal retirement age, and that's somewhere between 66 and 67, depending on your birth year. And PIA stands for primary insurance amount. And this is the amount that the you get if you retire if you do full uh, claim your benefits at full retirement age and so in relation to what we're talking about here is that the primary uh, I mentioned that it can't be greater than half of the primary workers PIA so you look at the PIA or the full retirement age benefit of the primary uh, worker and then you look at yours and if yours is greater than half of theirs, you're not going to uh, get a spousal benefit because your your benefit is too high in the eyes of the Social Security Administration. So another way of saying this is that the spousal benefit can be up to 50% of the primary spouse's PIA, not the benefit amount. There's an important distinction here. So Knowing that the spousal benefit is based on your spouse's PIA and not the benefit amount that your spouse is getting is an important distinction. So for example, if the primary spouse starts Social Security at 62, they're going to get a permanent reduction in their monthly benefit. Uh, often, you know, 25%, say if someone, uh, 25% reduction, so they'll get 75% of their benefit and now that can that will be adjusted depending on what your full retirement age, but uh, that get, kind of just gives you an idea. That doesn't impact the spousal benefit as the spousal benefit or when that person or when the uh, when the primary worker files either 62 or 70, whenever they take it, that's not going to impact the spousal benefit. As the spousal benefit is based on the PIA this primary insurance amount of the primary worker, not when the primary worker filed for their benefits. And why, you know, while the spousal benefit isn't impacted by when the primary worker files for their benefit, it can and does impact the survivor benefit when a primary worker passes away. So you may go, oh, it doesn't matter when you file, the primary worker files because it doesn't impact the spousal benefit. Well, there are some other things to watch for, for when the, uh, because when uh, when one of the spouses pass away, that can impact the the lower uh, the lower earning spouse, the lower um, the lower social security benefit. So to illustrate, let's say John and Jane have been married for fifteen years. So if John was the primary worker and his primary uh, insurance amount or PIA benefit was two thousand dollars, Jane would be eligible for up to a thousand dollars okay at full retirement age she would not be able to claim a spousal benefit if john had not yet filed okay so i'm going to say that again john john's benefit his pia not the actual benefit he's getting his pia is two thousand dollars jane would be eligible up for to up for up to a thousand dollars at her full retirement age um, and she wouldn't be able to claim if John had not yet filed. So when Jane files, she would first get, and this is kind of in the weeds a little bit, but just an important distinction. When Jane files, she would first get her benefit based on her own working record, 
and then the spousal benefit would provide uh, a boost up to 50% of John's PIA. Now this is if she takes it at her full retirement age. So say for example that Jane's Social Security benefit on her own working record was $600 a month at her full retirement age. When she takes her spousal benefit at full retirement age, it could add up to another $400. So if she doesn't have a Social Security benefit based on her own work record, she didn't work at all, she'd still get the $1,000. So in actuality, they give you your benefit and then they boost you up with the spousal benefit up to 50% of the primary worker's PIA. So in the opposite direction, if Jane's benefit based on her own work record was $1,200, so once again, John's is 2000 Now the 1200 of hers is now higher than 50%. She wouldn't qualify for a spousal benefit as the amount she's eligible for on her own record is greater than 50% of the higher earner's PIA. So that's, that's kind of the basics. Uh, you know, as I always say, if you, if you have questions, you can certainly uh, set a time up and we can uh, chat at our office. So when should you take the Social Security spousal benefit? So as we've discussed, the spousal benefit has two moving parts. One is your own benefit based on your own work history, which you can see on your own Social Security statement. And to see this benefit amount, uh, if you don't have access to a recent statement, you can go to ssa.gov and you can set up a statement there online. They have some calculators and some other things. So this benefit that you your own benefit can be permanently reduced if you take it early or permanently higher if you take it later uh, note that there uh, you would never want to pay work uh, or wait till after 70 to claim your own working benefit because after 70 it doesn't get any higher so never wait to 71 or 72 and after full retirement age it doesn't matter how much you earn um, so We'll just push those things out that, you know, you can, you can be, after your full retirement age, you could be 68 years old, taking Social Security, earn a million dollars a year, and you're still going to get your Social Security benefit. So the second moving part of the total spousal benefit is the boost you'll receive if your own PIA is less than 50% of the higher earner. So in the previous example, Jane had her own benefit at full retirement age at 600 and then a spousal boost of 400 to get her up to that $1,000. If, instead of waiting until full retirement age, let's say that Jane claims her own benefit at 62 and the spousal benefit at 62, and of course, John would have had to turn on his benefit. She would have her own benefit of $600 permanently reduced by at least 25% to around $450 instead of the $600. And this is just an estimate if her, um, if her full retirement age is at 66. And of course, your reductions could be, could be different and these adjust month in and month out, so they're not going to be totally round numbers, but this gives you the basic idea. The spousal benefit, so on that spousal boost, it would be reduced by around 30%, and instead of $400 for the spousal boost, she'd get about 280. So by taking her benefit as early as she could at 62, her benefit would be around 730 per month. So we take that 450, add in the 280, and there we go, we got the, the 730, which is less than 75%. And that's gonna be a permanent 
uh, a permanent reduction. That will, of course, adjust based on COLA, cost of living adjustments, inflation, and throughout retirement, Social Security adjusts for that. As, uh, as just one additional item is that if you do take Social Security early, your benefit could be reduced due to the earnings test, uh, which I talk about in an earlier podcast. Um, you can also look at it on uh, the Social Security website. But if you're lower than full retirement age and you've taken your benefit, there's basically a cap on what you can earn before your Social Security benefit starts to reduce. So what about delayed retirement credits and the spousal benefit? Delayed retirement credits are these credits based on your own work word records, we call them DRCs, that increase if you wait past your full retirement age. So say your full retirement age is 66. Yours, yours is going to be somewhere between 66 and 67, but run with the example here. If it's 66, then every year you wait past full retirement age, so 67, 68, 69, up to age 70, as I mentioned before, above 70, doesn't, it doesn't keep increasing. These are called DRCs, and they increase at 8% per year, which is it's a pretty great rate of return if you think of it like an investment where you know you're just going to get 8% more for the rest of your life if you just wait another year. So there are things to be thinking about, these delayed retirement credits. But, However, these delayed retirement credits do not apply to the spousal benefit. So in this example that we're talking about, that uh, John and Jane, John had the, the 2000 and Jane could get up to $1,000 and her particular portion was 600 And if you remember, hers was 600 and then uh, the spousal benefit boost was an additional 400 Well, if Jane were to wait till later to claim her benefit, then uh, basically what occurs is the spousal benefit the spousal boost of that $400 does not have delayed retirement credit. So it doesn't make sense to wait later on uh, to do uh, to, for those delayed retirement credits if you're planning on a spousal uh, benefit. Now, of course, each situation is unique and there's some, uh, sometimes depending on when you're born, there's some uh, different types of applications you can do, although most, many of those are being phased out. That's why it's important to talk to somebody who understands this stuff. But Social Security benefits for a divorced spouse. Let's talk about this. So many spouses who were the lower earning spouse due to raising children or other factors um, and are divorced mistakenly believe they don't have access to Social Security spousal benefits. Well, if you were married at least 10 years before you divorced and you're currently not married, the same benefit amounts and reductions apply for early claiming um, as a current spouse. So you can it can be like you're a current spouse and you can be divorced. And as long as you're married the 10 years and you meet the qualifications and you can show the Social Security office that you were married for 10 years, um, you can get a spousal boost. So you're claiming Social Security benefits based on your spouse's working record. It doesn't affect the current spouse if your um, if your previous spouse has been remarried, so you can have uh, a couple of spouses claiming spousal boosts off of a primary worker's benefit, and they don't they, your ex isn't notified by SSA that you're claiming benefits. It's all done behind the scenes, and if you've been divorced more than two years, your previous spouse 
uh, does not have to file for benefits before you're eligible. So if you remember as a spousal boost, your primary worker had to be, had to file first. Well, if you've been divorced more than two years, that's not the case any longer. So those are just some things, uh, some quick uh, things to think about if you're in a divorce situation. So let's talk about survivor benefits and what happens to the spouse if the primary worker passes away first. So at the death of the first spouse who is already claiming benefits, the surviving spouse. Uh, most often can receive a maximum of either his or her own benefit or the benefit of the deceased. So what that basically means is that with this example with John and Jane, so if if John claimed and he's getting $2,000 and Jane is getting 1000 if John were to pass away um, and all the requirements are met, Jane can take over and get that $2,000 benefit. Now, her $1,000 goes away. So this is a big part in retirement planning is what are we going to do uh, with investments, with, uh, with overall planning if one of the spouses passed away? Because generally, the, the expenses in retirement, uh, when one spouse passes away, about 80% of those stay around in a in a general, you know, a very generic broad brush stroke. But many can lose a lot more benefits. Sometimes they had a pension that goes away if there wasn't a joint option on that. So there's um what do you do with the investment? So what are you going to do when one spouse passes away? And there's strategies that you can do around this. So the 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 biggest thing here is that you can't make decisions on when to take Social Security just based solely on you if you're in a, um, in a, in a if you're married, and because so many uh, spouses, if they don't have all the planning in place, the higher earner can can pass away, and many spouses can be left in some type of poverty, or be t- be caught in really tough decisions. So think about this. So let's just do a little Q&A here for clarification, just on some of the major points. Question, uh, can I potentially claim a Social Security spousal benefit if I have never worked outside the home? You know the answer? Yes, you can. Uh, Of course, with all these caveats, uh, caveat of uh, if you qualify. So does the primary worker have to have filed in order to claim a spousal benefit? Yes, in most cases. Should a spouse delay past full retirement age to claim Social Security to take advantage of DRC's delayed retirement credits. Uh, No, DRC's don't apply to the spousal benefit. The spousal benefit is going to reach its maximum at full retirement age. So the latest you would want to claim the spousal benefit would be when you reach full retirement age. Can you claim a spousal benefit if you're divorced? Yes, if you were married for more than 10 years, are not currently married and qualify Uh, meet all the qualifications for the spousal benefit. So after individuals attend our social security events, they often schedule a time for us to look at their entire situation and do a social security analysis. We can run a free social security optimization report. This is a discovery meeting. We don't charge for it. It helps people make decisions on when to retire and also uh, create income plans to replace their paycheck once they retire. So so what I'd invite you to do is either with your own advisor, with us, um, act on what you've learned today. Get a free Social Security analysis. 
with a fiduciary comprehensive planner like us at Thrive Retirement Planning. You can set up an appointment with us at Thrive, either by Thrive Retirement Planning, either in person or virtually, uh, where we can get to know each other. You just uh, call our office, 801-810-8434. That's 801-810-8434. Or you can go to our website at thriverp.com. That's Thrive, like Thrive Retirement Planning, thriverp.com. And just click on the Get Started button, and you can just schedule a time on our calendar. So lastly, do you have any questions about when to take Social Security and how to maximize your benefits beyond here? You can either talk to us in person or you can take that one-hour master class that I referenced earlier. Just simply, uh, it's totally free. Uh, The link's here in the notes uh, to to go to that page. It's thriverp forward slash ss, thriverp forward slash ss. Thanks for being at the show today. Hopefully this has been helpful for you in how the spousal benefit works and to get a a broad picture of of course we can't get into every nitty gritty detail because these things are complex but that's what uh, we're here to do and you can uh, look forward to talking to you and help you get your questions answered thanks a lot and you have a great afternoon bye-bye Carl Wolston is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors an SEC registered advisor Thrive Retirement Planning and RWA are not affiliated Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specialized in fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors.